Welcome back to UView, the show dedicated to all things Arlington youth. Spring has officially sprung in A-Town with students as involved and motivated as ever. Without further ado, let's get into it. As the weather gets warmer, more students are beginning to bike to their in-person shifts. Unfortunately, not everybody's comfortable biking on the road. Hi, I'm Petra Sofio, and today I'm going to walk you through how to get through Arlington, Massachusetts by bike on roads using bicycle infrastructure, and more specifically, how to get through the Minuteman Connector located right here in downtown Arlington, Massachusetts. Let's go! This is the Minuteman Bike Trail. It runs from AOI Station in Cambridge to Bedford. Since it's an east-west route, lots of students use it to get to school. On the Minuteman bike trail, when you approach Arlington Center, it can be kind of intimidating. First, we turn right onto Swan Place. Next, we pull up to the Swan Place traffic signal. Waits here can be quite long, up to 90 seconds. When the traffic light turns green, follow the green path around into the bike lane on Mass Avenue Westbound. Now we are on a bike lane. It's pretty simple though. Just stay in the bike lane and you'll be safe. Cars can't go into the bike lane unless you're at an intersection. Overall, bike lanes seem more intimidating than they actually are. Now we are at a red bike light. The wait here can be a bit long, up to 60 seconds usually. Now that the light turned green, I follow the green path across and turn right back into the Minuteman. See? Wasn't too bad. Now what about in the eastbound direction? The eastbound direction is a little bit more complicated, but it's still not that bad. When you come around the bend, you'll see a bike traffic signal. If the bike signal is red, be sure to stop where you see the little triangles. Once you leave the sidewalk, you'll enter a cross bike that will direct you to a two-stage turn box. These boxes are put in front of cars that allow bikes to take a left turn safely. Again, just like on Mass Ave eastbound, no conflicting traffic will come as you have a dedicated phase out to the bike box. Once the light changes to green, go back into the bike lane on Mass Ave eastbound. This bike lane doesn't have parking next to it, so it's a little safer. Once you head down the bike lane, you'll find yourself at the intersection of Swan Place yet again. Here, you take a right turn into the Swan Place shared lane markings using the center of the lane, and then signal a left turn back into the Minuteman. Stay safe everyone, and enjoy biking around Arlington. I'm Petra Sofio, and this was your A-Town Scoop. Hello everyone and welcome back to Student Stories. I'm your host, Aidan Paramore, and today I'm joined by two members of the YFA, Paige Goodsell and Sophie Garrity Janger. Um, to start, I was just gonna ask you guys, what does it mean for you to be a feminist and what's the mission of the YFA itself? Paige, you wanna go first, you can go ahead. 
Um, well, for me, feminism is just like um, the belief that everyone, regardless of race or gender or sexuality, um, should be equal and treated equally. Um, and yeah, so that's why I am a part of the YFA. That's, that's great. Sophie? Yeah, I agree with Paige. Um, for me, feminism is the fight for equality for all. And the mission of the YFA is to educate, empower, and create change in ourselves in the Arlington community while working for equality for all through feminism. That's, that's awesome. Um, if you guys just wanted to talk about some projects you've accomplished in the past or one of the projects you guys feel particularly proud of. Um, well, during the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation, um, we held a walkout at the high school um, to protest um, and stand with, stand for that. And then we also had a fundraiser for the Yellow Hammer Fund, um, which was for reproductive justice in the Deep South. And we've also done period product drives for Dignity Matters which is also what we're doing this year. Yeah, in the past when we held our period product drive, we had a big launch party and we collected physical products and we raised um, $3,600 in products for Dignity Matters. Um, so we were really proud of that. Last year, we were trying to organize another fundraiser for Dignity Matters at the end of the year, but we didn't get a chance because of COVID obviously. So we're very excited to get to do it this year. Yeah, that's, that's awesome that you guys are doing that. Um, do you guys just want to talk a little bit more about Dignity Matters, maybe how it started? Or how your partnership with them started? Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Paige. You can go ahead. So, <laughs> sorry, you can go ahead. So Dignity Matters is um, an organization and they work to distribute um, and collect um, menstrual hygiene products, bras and underwears to homeless or disadvantaged people. They originated in the Boston area um, and so that's how we got associated with them and they've grown a lot since we first worked with them and they've expanded. They were originally um, supplying menstrual products to around 3,000 people I think before the pandemic but that has skyrocketed since the pandemic started to, I think, over 8,000 people. Yeah, and that's products per month, so that's a lot. And um, at our launch party, we got to know one of the board members um, and a chapter leader, Lori Mills, and she came and spoke to us about the organization and like what they do. That's so cool. It must be, it must feel awesome to be able to contribute to something like that and to be involved in it. Um, how has the pandemic in general just affected the distribution of menstrual projects just in the community? Um, well, the period, pro period poverty has gone up tremendously because of the pandemic. Um, like, the challenge of providing products and supplies has just skyrocketed because um, Dignity Matters, like they got money because of the pandemic, but by now all of it has run out. And so they still need all the help they can get to supply these products to the people who need them. 
That's that's great. Um, I know I realized that your flyer mentioned the I am bill. I don't know if one of you wanted to talk a little bit about just what that is and yeah. Yeah, so the I am bill is a bill in Massachusetts to work to increase menstrual access in mass um, in homeless shelters, um, schools, grades six through 12, and in um, prisons across Massachusetts because um, there's great need there and um, so yeah they're trying to help out all of those people that um, struggle with period poverty in those different areas. That's that's great. Um, have, have you guys been doing anything directly with the IM bill or more just with Dignity Matters right now? Um, we have, oh go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, um, at our launch party, um, one of the co-directors of Mass Now, Bria Gambrell, came and spoke to us about it and like answered our questions about it too. Um, but our fundraiser is focused on dignity matters. Mm -hmm. well, that's that's great. Um, if if someone wanted to donate to Dignity Matters, where could they where could they go? Um, they could go to our GoFundMe, um, which I can put in the chat. Um, so we're trying to distribute that. We've already raised uh, over, we raised $2,700, which is really exciting. So you can go to our GoFundMe and that goes, that money goes straight to Dignity Matters. That's, that's great. 2,700 is, that's, that's a significant amount of money. Good job. Thanks. Yeah, it's really exciting. Thank um, you. How have you how have you been dealing with publicity? How have you been getting the the word out about the project and stuff like that? Yeah. So um, Sarah Hoffman, another one of our leaders, the YFA, and I did an interview with the Arlington Advocate last week. So we've been doing that. We've been trying to post out graphics and everything on all our social medias and reach out to the club. And we're going to run an advisory at Arlington High School in the upcoming weeks and stuff like that. Just try to reach out to the community since people aren't leaving their houses much. Mm -hmm. Sounds sounds awesome. Um, how how could someone get involved? Yeah, for... Oh, sorry. <laughs> you, you can go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say and for phys physical for physical fundraising, we've also are um, hopefully going to print out some flyers and post those around town and um, maybe like make some bookmarks that we could put at the book rack or like local <clears throat> local places like that um, for publicity. That's great. Um, how can how can people get involved? What's the best way to help? Um, donating is really the best way, but also posting the flyer, like Paige said, you can print that out yourself and post that around town is great. We also have a donation letter, which you can send to your family and friends. It's written in like a more personal way if you like to write to those family and friends. And um, then we have our press release, which you received, I believe, explaining like exactly what we're doing. So I think so I think just reaching out to all your family and friends to get them to donate and really just getting the word out as much as possible. Sounds great. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. So glad we could have you. Yeah.
Welcome back to the Creativity Highlight. Today, the leaders of the American Sign Language Club at AHS, Sierra and Anya, will be talking about their experiences with the club. There will also be an educational demonstration on fingerspelling. Let's get into it. Hi, uh, my name is Anya and I'm one of the co-instructors at ASL Club and I'm a junior. Uh, I think ASL Club is really fun because uh, it's like a very, it's a very collaborative environment and I really enjoy that. Uh, some of my favorite signs in ASL are cereal, uh, groovy, <laughs> and divorce. And I'm the vice president and co-instructor of the American Sign Language Club at Arlington High School. Uh, I became involved with the American Sign Language Club as a freshman. Um, I had been learning ASL previously and wanted to find a place where I could learn it with other people. And the ASL club was really, really awesome for that. Um, it combined this warm and welcoming community um, with learning ASL and learning about deaf culture, which is one of my passions. Since I've been involved for so long, now I've been able to become a leader in the club and an instructor, which is really awesome um, because I get to teach people about something that I'm really interested in. Uh, and I get to kind of kindle at that interest in other people um, and you know, promote communication, which I think is really awesome um, and cool. I look forward to studying ASL in college. Um, and that is partially because of the, the ASL club and um, all of the things that I learned while I've been working with the club. Um, so part of my job as an instructor is um, to create lesson plans and uh, we have, you know, over Zoom, we have our Zoom meetings every week um, where we do like a, a little mini lesson about kind of starting the beginning of the year with finger spelling and moving on to, you know, nouns and verbs, question words, the importance of facial expressions, a whole lesson. Um, and then kind of going on to more complex subjects like grammar and indexing, which are all really fun and cool. And we kind of combine those with um, silly, funny things. We have our sign of the, sign of the week, uh, which is generally just like a fun word that's fun to sign. Um, can give you a, a fun example. One of the first lessons we teach in ASL Club is fingerspelling, the alphabet. So that's what I'm gonna teach you here today. Super quick and easy. Um, and one of the most important things to learn. A lot of words um, don't have signed equivalents. For example, bubble does not have a signed equivalent. So you just have to fingerspell out that word. So um, this is the alphabet, A. So one thing that you learn with fingerspelling is that it's really important to keep your hand straight um, like, like this and not pump it forward while signing because that conveys yelling. So. And sometimes people find it helpful to keep their other arm here, but that's not necessarily necessary for fingerspelling. So A, B, C, D, just a little D, D, E, or E, F, G. This is what G kind of looks like. G, H. It's just a G with another finger added to it. H. I, J, you draw your pinky finger in a J motion, J, K, so because this is kind of like what's inside, K, L, M, N, O, P, so you take that K and you flip it down, P, Q, 
you take that G and you flip it down. R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Z is really fun. You just do that. Um, so what if I wanted to spell my name? Uh, my name is Sierra. So I would say S, I, E, R, and then the way to convey a double letter is to jump it or slide. So R, R, A. Notice I'm keeping my hand straight. I'm not pumping it. I'm not yelling my name. Uh, another, so that's how you do most double letters too. Um, the only exception is Z. So you have your two hooks and you make just a Z with your two. Um, you can also do Z, Z. Um, yeah, so that's the most basic the most basic ASL, um, super easy, like, just practice it a lot and it'll become ingrained in your muscle memory, which is a super cool thing to have and it's a really awesome skill. Um, I, I hope you've enjoyed. Also, we have done some song translations, which is a really fun activity uh, and really a group project um, that have been really interesting and really cool. Um, yeah, so come, come check us out. Uh, we have Zoom meetings on Tuesdays and it's it's really fun it's a really warm and welcoming community and we really hope to see you there you know i think we can all agree that robin's farm park is just about the best park you can get in arlington i mean where else can you do so many fun activities such as sledding but only if there's snow on the ground any sport you want, such as baseball. Go down the biggest slide in the town. And so many more awesome activities. Pet the dog. And where else can you get such a great view of the picturesque Boston skyline? It's pretty hard to beat, but there has to be a second place. So let's figure that out right now. So let's take a look at our competition. So I'm here at Bernardin Rocks Park today and after walking around and filming and just enjoying it for about an hour, I can say confidently now that this is the best park in Arlington, aside from Robins Farm Park. Um, and the thing that makes it so outstanding is the nature. Within the park's boundaries, there's a playground for kids to play in, a pond with turtles and ducks for fishing or skating in the winter. There's countless wooden forts and teepees all over the trails. But most importantly, a 35 and a half acre park in the heart of Arlington that's full of life, as I'm sure you can hear. It's another bustling day in the Clennon Park where all the kids go to hang out. Welcome to McClendon Park.
visited the McClendon Park to see a beautiful pond full of all the little critters. Look at the view of Turkey Hill. Welcome to the Clement Skate Park, the only one in Arlington. So, in conclusion, you should make your way to McLennan Park. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 2021 Parks Debate in Arlington, Massachusetts. We've already seen the intro videos. I myself am representing Robbins Park, obviously the best one. It's not a question, but like I said, we have to have a second place finisher. So today we're gonna figure it out. We have our debaters here. We have Gabe Rothenberg representing Monotomy Rocks Park and Elliot Johnson representing McLennan Park. The way this is going to work, I will give each of them one minute to rebut what we just saw in their personal videos. Then I will give them each 30 seconds to rebut any points they want to make, and then another 30 seconds for closing statements. And now we will get down to the bottom, who is the second best park in all of Arlington. So we're going to start with Gabe Rothenberg. You have a minute. You will start now. So I'd just like to, first of all, object to Elliot's claims about the facilities at McLennan. I think that there are many, but with that, there's also a bad side. So yes, there are a few soccer fields and a football field and a baseball field, but with that comes traffic. You can't really go to McLennan without being overrun by soccer practices or a baseball game it's just always trafficked and there's really no peace and quiet. On the other hand, monotony is always calm. No matter how many people are there, it'll always feel like you're just immersed in nature and it's just very relaxed. McLennan's on Lowell Street, it's very busy. There's always traffic, but at monotony, it's laid back. It's just in the heights and there's nothing else but nature. Okay, thank you very much, Mr. Rothenberg. Mr. Johnson, you now have one minute to make your statement. First of all, congratulations to Gabe to, by making an incredible video explaining why he likes the park. Secondly, I'd like to rebut in the video the variety statement that he made about all the shelters you can find and all of the interesting things in nature. I'd say that that's, nature is the one umbrella term. However, McLennan has all of them, like sporting, nature, facilities. It has everything. It's popular. It's a spot where everyone can be and everyone can have fun. And it's a great meeting place. It's very accessible. Accessible is one word that I would give to McLennan that I would give to no other park, not even Robbins. Also, if you haven't been to Monotomy, there's one real bad thing about it. And that is the views. It's all on a low plane at the bottom of a hill, but 
On McLennan Park, you can see a beautiful view of Turkey Hill and you can see all the way across town. And I think that that is what makes this park different. And I think that variety is the key to making a park that everyone can have good memories about. That's all. Thank you, Mr. Johnson. I was a little surprised that you tried to step to Robbins, but I'll look past it for now. So we're gonna give it right back to you, 30 seconds. You can rebut any of Mr. Rothenberg's recent comments. Your time starts now. In my video, you can see that there were many people, many people on the playground, many people at the skate park. However, the track in which people can run and people can walk was perfectly calm. The mallards and the geese, they all stood there with no problem whatsoever. Also, as you can see in the video, when I was on the soccer field, it was completely empty. There was so much space and so much time and so much peace for us to settle down and have a fun game. So I think, and also that means that it can work in two ways because you can also have a time where everything is happening and there's busyness and there's craziness and there's fun, or you can have this peaceful time. It's all about the, the spectrum, I suppose. All right, thank you for that. Ms. Rothenberg, you have 30 seconds to make your statement. Time starts now. See, that does have a lot of variety, yes, but it also means that it's extremely unreliable. You could go to McLennan hoping to have a soccer game with your friends, but instead there's three Little League games going on there. And that's fine, but it just means that your day was kind of ruined and now you have to go find somewhere else to play soccer. Also, I'd say that Monotony has great views. As you can see in my video, it overlooks Boston and it's quite hilly, so you can go up onto any hill and just overlook the skyline, overlook Arlington, and it's beautiful. I would Objection, that was a drone shot. That was yeah. a drone shot. <laughs> you but can't fly up in the also, air. Also, also, by standing on a hill, by standing on a hill, you can easily see Boston. And I would say that Turkey Hill isn't really the greatest view from McLennan. Sure, you can see it, but it's a hill. Um, and then I'd also like to say that Monotomy just has so many walking trails. It doesn't have a, a running track, no, but it has so many walking trails that I haven't even walked them in my entire life. Well, thank you for that, Mr. Rothenberg. Elliot, we're going to give you a chance to respond to that. Mr. Rothenberg went a little over his time, so you have the floor. That was a great point, Gabe. And it's especially great when you have a flying machine. A flying machine is really helpful when you're looking for views. So I think that if there were, I think that you can see lots of beautiful things. And I think that in, in Monotomy, but it's just not quite as accessible as the hill on top of uh, McLennan Park. That's all I really have to say. Very interesting. The man claiming nature is using technology to his advantage. It's very, lots of strings are being pulled in this debate, folks. It's really riveting stuff. It's getting wild, folks. It is, it really is. So we will now move to 30 second closing statements for each of the participants. I would like to remind you that you can go and vote on this on the UVU Instagram page. Please let us know your thoughts. We will see who the real second place is because remember who's the king. All right, uh, Gabe, you now have the floor for your closing statements. 30 seconds, your time starts now. I would like to bring up that I never once in my video was bragging about the views for monotony. That was not a point. 
I was just bringing up that McLennan isn't that great for views and monotomy does have some. That was just a rebuttal. But one thing that is extremely important is that if you go to monotomy, it is a 100% guarantee that you will see wildlife, whether it's birds in the trees or a turtle in the pond or a dog running around, you will always see wildlife. And at McLennan, sometimes it could just be a barren field with nothing there except for grass. And I just think that monotomy is easily the second best park in Arlington. And the nature is just so outstanding that you can easily forget you're even in Arlington. Okay, thank you, Mr. Rothberg. Now, Mr. Johnson, you have 30 seconds to make your closing statement. Your time starts now. I just want people to know that there can be more than just a barren field in McLennan Park. I know that that's what they're famous for, but it's really, really a beautiful place when you really look at it. You can see, and to say that like little children running around in the playground is not wildlife is definitely an understatement. You can see there's a pond, there are trails, there's a beautiful skyline, and it's just a beautiful park and a beautiful place to be. The goal of this debate is just to get people to go outside and try something new. So. I recommend that you go try the second best town, uh, the second best park in the town of Arlington, uh, McLennan Park. Very nice closing statement there, Mr. Johnson. I concur. It's great. Everybody must get out. Spring is coming. Get out there. Go to your nearest park. Probably going to be Robbins if you want to go to the best one, but take your pick. They're all fine. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for us for the great park debate of 2021. We hope to see you next time on Pop Debates. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Before you go, make sure to follow us at UView Show on Instagram, like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. The team continues to grow and we'd love to see you get involved. To send your original ideas and find out more ways of getting involved on the team, make sure to email us at uviewshow at gmail.com. And that's it. On behalf of everyone, we'll see you next time.